0: Wahoo, we are on the heart chakra. I am so excited. I've been this is so lovely, you don't even know. So the heart chakra begins our journey to the upper chakras. And that's really exciting because these are the places where we're really meant to dwell and work our energy from and exude our energy from. And I am so excited that you're joining me for this segment. We're going to um, be talking about what's going on in the heart chakra, the emotional receptor center that it is, um, components for greater truth detection, and all sorts of yummy stuff, mudras and yoga postures, and opening up your heart center, and stuff like this, so You are listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your heart is the center for love. It's your ability to give and receive love. And in my experience, it is only, only that. There is no space for anything else here. This is your love vibration center. Now, we've just gone through the fact that the liver... Where we store anger, that can like waft up, if you will, and kind of cloud out the heart, or your heart could be broken. And it seems like, you know, grief is happening there. But in my experience, it's really the surrounding lungs that um, are kind of encapsulating the heart or holding the heart uh, with the stored grief. So, in my experience of all the psychic work that I've done, listen, it's just my opinion, right? Because of my findings, the heart is love. It's the ability to give and receive love. And the location is in the center of your chest. So it's not exactly over the heart, which is more on the left side of your body, but move it over to the center. That's where the heart chakra is. All right. Your heart chakra is there. So when I put my hand on people's heart chakra, I can assess where they are in their life and in their space. Their ability to give and receive love, and how open their heart is to connect with their truth. At the core, we are love. And so, when I put my hands on people and I feel energy blocks or fear or holding back, this is what is clouding the heart chakra. You know, much like hatred or grief or anger would cloud the heart chakra so that it's not able to function properly. But a lot of times I have to follow the thread of where is that hatred stored, or where is that grief, or where is that anger, where's that hopelessness, or, you know, where are the, I'm going to call them uncomfortable emotions, where are they kind of stemming from? And, and, And that, sometimes I find these things that they're like in every cell of their body, if they're resonating and still in that space of um, that reaction that put those, um, uh, uncomfortable emotions, if you will, in their energetic field. And so I really find that the heart chakra is just about your divine essence that is love. And so that's why when I say, you know, put your hands on your heart and, Go, you know, ask your soul these questions or what's your truth? It really is about going to the deepness within, uncovering all the crud that could be covering up your heart and going to that source of your being. The heart chakra is powerful, it is the, you know, it is the organ on an organ level. The heart is the organ that, you know, supplies all the blood to every other organ in the body. But as a chakra, it is your source. It is connected to your truth. It is. Um, it does uh, respond to the resonance of emotion in your being. And that's why you are always hearing me say, you know, your emotional responses are a great uh, guiding system to what your truth is, because you don't want to deny those feelings of being wronged or being upset or elation or being happy. You know, those will tell you kind of how to course direct while you're on your path in life, because your purpose is really to live in joy. (laughs) I mean, it just is. And so anything that's not joyful, um, wrong relationship, wrong choices, or, you know, just as you veer off the path, you're pulling away from your connection to your true source, to your heart's knowing and your heart's truth. So I just think that um it's important for me to tell you that the that the heart chakra is really even though i can kind of tune in to people and go, whoa, your heart chakra is kind of covered with resentment or self-centeredness or loneliness or whatever, or, or contrary to that, I I find, you know, put my hands on and I'm like, oh my God, you're living in a space of joy and harmony and balance and contentment to the cosmic all. And you are connected, you know, to source and life itself. And you know, your path forward, you're really honoring your heart's truth. You know, your commitment to your conscious living is resounding, in your vi, um, your vibrant heart chakra, if you will, your well-being and your sense of equilibrium and maintaining your balance on your path of joy and your heartfelt beliefs are all here in a healthy uh, kind of way resonating with the life that you've come to live in the life that you've worked. Listen, <laughs> you know, this is about really daily spiritual practice. You know, I keep telling you, my work is to empower you. It doesn't mean that the, the, the process of life on the planet is necessarily easy in getting aligned with your heart's truth and in getting aligned with your source, which is love, light, and joy. But, but, um, but when we bring the conscious awareness up to our knowing and really learn to um, open our heart and tap into our heart and be in that feel-good place where the heart, the energy of the heart, I mean, I'm feeling it now. <laughs> God, oh, my God. It's filling my whole cavity, my torso, my body with its warmth and love healing light. And it's just permeating, right? It's just permeating out of my being. And this is what was happening when I reached out to that man and that spontaneous healing happened. I was in that space of love and light and, you know, cause I was caught up in God really. So the heart center is in my experience, it's pure love and it's your ability to give and receive love. And, um, and even though I can, re- you know, kind of recognize that other emotions have affected its full vibrant potential, um, it doesn't mean that those emotions are coming from the heart chakra. I, I think in my experience, in all of my case studies, if you will, in working, it's really at the center of love and nothing else. You know, spirit's actually saying those other uncomfortable emotions are supposed to be fleeting. If they're happening, they're supposed to be fleeting. They're supposed to, you're supposed to recognize the betrayal of your soul or the experience that's occurring, so that you can course direct and then um, move along from them and come back to your center of gravity, which is love, because they're not supposed to take up residence in your body. <laughs> you see, spirit is saying, which I think is great. Which I don't even know why I'm being reminded of this, but I have this paper in my office that basically says, listen, you've come for a healing, but I'm going to like organize the energy as best I can with what I reveal to you and what I do with my hands on healing and also you know as i project my energy field into yours and bring about balance but really the work is yours the the work happens after you've left my treatment room if you will or my teaching space if you will you know and and so this is a great reminder that you out there who feel like you've come to Do you hear me pausing? I'm like, Spirit, are you sure we're going to get into this now? I'm like arguing with Spirit, like I do. Aren't we going to wait until I do like hands-on healing work or how to be, you know, a you know a luminous healer? And Spirit's like, No, just finish saying this. So it's not, you know, those of you that feel like you've come to heal others. Listen, this is a co-creative journey. Uh, You know, you can only heal, help heal others as much as they want to be healed. Somebody, people like where they're at, and so some of you out there are just kind of, you know, running up into a brick wall. Do you remember the Harry Potter bricks that opened up when they said those words or tapped the wand to get into Diagon Alley or whatnot, or however you actually say it? And with spirits like showing me, you know, you're, some of you are, or even Constance when I do this, are like trying to get through and we're just running up to the wall without the, you know, the secret maneuvers. But the, but the, the space of energy in a person's field has a mind of its own. And if that person is holding on and is attached to the resonance of a path that they're going through or whatever, try as you might, you won't be able to break through because it's their will. You know, you're, it's a battle of wills, actually. So even though they come to you for healing or even though you're reaching out to help your friend, quote unquote, you might never get to have the outcome that you prescribe or desire, or even see, I cannot tell you how many people I'm like, oh, I see where you're supposed to be on your path, but you've got all these things that are blocking you. So until you take the steps to, you know, change your course in life or stand up for yourself or, you know, get that person out of your life or move on from this arrangement, you know, you're going to be back in where you are or right back where you are and you're. You're not going to move. It doesn't matter how many times you come to me for psychic work. W- you know, why aren't you happy? It's not about that. It's about um, because you're not standing up for yourself in your life to make and co-create and make the changes that then blossom your heart space, you know? that was a tangent. I'm telling spirit and spirit's like, don't worry, it'll settle in where it's supposed to. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> gotcha. Click, click. I'm like winking at spirit going, God, I trust you. <laughs> Listen, I do want to explain something. When I was saying I project my energy field out, that is such a trade secret. <laughs> Listen, and what am I doing? I'm. You probably Some of you are like, probably heard that and was like, what is she doing? People feel it. You know, I project my auric field around them and give them a God hug. So what I do is I, this is really advanced stuff, people, for those of you that do energy work or psychic work or mediumship, or just those of you that want to be a good friend. I soak in the energy of God, pull it from the heavens, you know, step into that space that is totally divine love beyond me love. And, you know, that I can tap into. And, uh, bring it through, channel it through my body and project it to the other person. I wrap them in it. It's how I do a lot of my work. And, uh, my heart is so on fire right now. <laughs> so on fire. You try this too, right? You just, I get my goodness from source. We're all tapped into source. And then, you know, you get to a point, hopefully that you're flooded with source. And then you just walk around like a big love muffin <laughs> and nothing bothers you. Okay. There's that. The color within the light spectrum is traditionally thought of as green, but the secondary and actually the higher frequency vibration of the color that you'll find there is actually pink. And the note is C. Should I sing it for you? Yeah, that would be a no. (laughs) I am going to spare both of us that experience. It's lovely C note. So find a friend that knows the C note and then they can maybe hold it or play it on a piano or whatnot. A few of my favorite stones and crystals to work with when I'm um, doing energy work on the heart chakra are emerald, pink quartz, and peridot. As for the hand mudras that I like to use for the heart chakra... You first start with Anjali Mudra. What Anjali Mudra is, is it's traditional prayer hands right in front of your heart chakra. So you bring your hands together so your palms are gently facing one another and your fingers are pointed upwards. And it's right in front of, again, of your heart chakra. This hand mudra, not only is it used in prayer hands, but it's also used as a greeting throughout the world. It's all about composure and returning to one's heart. I'm going to post my, um, some images on social media at Constance Mesmer so that you can see pictures of this. So if you were to start with your hands in the prayer position in front of your heart chakra or Anjali Mudra, if you will, then what you would do to access the heart energy or focus concentration on the heart energy, the heart chakra is you would move to padma mudra and padma mudra it means lotus seal in sanskrit it works to open the heart chakra and it's a symbol of purity when you start with your hands in the prayer position of anjali mudra you keep the base of your palms together and your pinkies touch and your thumbs touch while you unfurl if you will or open up your other fingertips spreading them apart your index your middle and your ring finger all open up like a lotus flower blossoming, which is what you are working on, opening the heart chakra. If Padma Mudra is difficult for you, or it puts uh, too much sustained pressure on your wrists or whatnot, most certainly you can just put your hands across your heart chakra. Um, this works equal as well. This is what I always tell you to do, put your hands on your heart. Put your hands on your heart chakra, really, is what I'm asking. I don't think I've actually said that. I think I've said put your hands on your heart, but it's your heart chakra. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go back and edit all those videos. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you remember when I told you about the time God visited me, like, <laughs> like profoundly, It's on my um, episode titled My God Visit, when I was just sitting on my couch, minding my own business, mind you. And I get this pull from Spirit. Remember, um, clear sensation was a pull. And then it was a knowing, clear cognizance. And I was just driven, basically, to my treatment room. And I knew and was directed to lay on my treatment table, which is a... um, massage table. And I spontaneously went into a yoga asana. Well, this was it. It's the heart chakra yoga posture, uh, matsyasana, fish pose. And so, <laughs> you know, I was just amazed because I was like, who, you know, are you of God? And it was, I am God. The light was so full in the room. It was just blinding light. My eyes were closed, but it was blinding light. And my heart chakra was up and open and pulled up and out. And their source energy was like just this intense embrace of beauty and love and restoration. And, um, all that is, and you know what I call God, but you know, all that is great source spirit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. I digress. So this is the posture. This is the posture that I suggest you try. If you like to do yoga asanas, this one in particular for opening up the heart chakra is Matsyasana, fish pose. When I teach Reiki classes, I teach my students that when they hug, they should lean to the right. This way hearts meet, and you give a heart-to-heart hug. I also teach them the importance of when they're falling asleep at night, having one hand on their solar plexus and one hand on their heart chakra or both hands on their heart chakra. Everybody has healing energy in their hands. And so you too can do this. It's just a lovely way to fall asleep for a while, or at least rest that way for a while before you turn on your side or on your belly or however you tend to sleep. But I'll often fall asleep, giving myself healing energy to these particular chakras, especially my heart. So, with all those tough emotions, you know the heavy, hard, heavy-hearted emotions like anger and grief and hopelessness and hatred and um, resentment and uh, loneliness and just all of those disparaging emotions that cloud the fully functioning heart chakra to give and receive love. When those kind of um, emotional states. Way heavy on the heart chakra, then I come across imbalances uh, specifically to the heart. You know, this feeling of being unloved or unwanted can create uh, heart trouble, lung and breast problems, upper back problems, shoulder, arm, and hand problems, and finger problems, also high blood pressure and asthma and allergy and skin conditions and, of course, like emotional hurt and emotional insecurity feelings. Sometimes, um, I'm going to give you an example of that. One time I remember a woman came in with um, finger issues. No. I can't believe I did that. I stopped because I was like, no, you're not going there to spirit. So I had to have a little time out to talk to spirit. And then I got where they were going. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yes, it's true. <laughs> I remember the lady because I'm like, I don't remember the lady. And they're like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. She, it, there was this woman that came in and she had issues with her hands. And it wasn't. Um, it was actually basically what it related to was the fact that she didn't love her job. She didn't love her work. And so she was, um, feeling like she was putting her work, uh, kind of before herself and putting everybody else before herself. And so she was busy with everybody else's needs and desires, but not her own. And so she wasn't living her truth. So even the fingers can correlate to issues of the heart, which I find fascinating. So I also wanna take a moment to remind you that this could also be um, generational issues, right? So when people say, oh yeah, um, high blood pressure runs in the family, and I think, oh, really? Are these conditioned responses to your attitude in life towards you know what? You know, are you whirling dervish of drama, drama, drama? And some, you know, sometimes this kind of conversation opens up a whole can of worms. So just be um, curious about issues around the heart that are passed along through generational um, experiences and how they might have a resonance of. Emotion attached to them, whether it's, uh, you know, feeling unloved or not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough or, you know, all of these, all of these things that can affect your sense of feeling and giving and receiving love. Each year I take a 40 day with God retreat experience and really immerse myself in divine consciousness meditation time. And I remember recently having a, a an awareness open up while I was in that space. And when I came out and journaled about it, it was really in regards to the um, heart chakra and being open to love and loving. And I was reminded from spirit that all loving doesn't mean you have to continue to play with them in their arena, (laughs) especially when you prefer yours. All right. I just want you to remember that. (laughs) What also came to mind was the line from Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Eat, Pray, Love. Do you remember when um, the protagonist was in the prey portion in India and was advised that um, every time you think of them, send them love, you know, so love them, send them love and light and move on. And this was really great advice. I was like, wahoo, Elizabeth Gilbert. Well done. I've read that book so often. It's, it's great. Um, because it's true, you know, when you long or miss someone or you feel like you, had a connection or you feel guilty or bad or upset about, you know, not being able to be there completely for them and had to leave the relationship or stop playing in their playground, if you will, you know, every time you think of them, then just send them light and love, you know, don't send the angst or the stress. And that brings me to the next truth. What came up in my meditation time when I came out of it was Don't sweat or stress or angst over anyone or anything. You know, resolve it. Let those emotions be educational and then fleeting once you are moved to resolve the issue. But don't send those, you know, stress and angst out to someone because it only sends out that anguished energy. Instead, send out love. And Spirit said to me, in fact, Send out love and permeate love, radiate love, be love all of the time. Let there be no room f- but for love. For And uh, so to those that you're in disharmony with, like whether it's, I'm going to say this, you're going to be like, what? The politicians or the way the planet's being treated or organizations that don't align with love, you know, send love to them. You know, don't be you know, sending hate, sign all your, you know, whatever for transformation or change or new rules or laws. But really it's about sending love, constantly sending love, constantly sending love. And then spirit also said ahead of you in your life each day, on your path before you each and every day project love. Of course, that is sometimes easier said than done with people or institutions that you have trouble with. But I know you know what I'm saying because otherwise, if you're projecting the negative emotions or the heavy emotions or the disgruntled emotions, you're letting that flow through you too. And that can really dampen your own power in many ways. So, like I said last time, you know, use those tricky emotions to fuel movement or uh, change or next steps. And then it really is about um, figuring out a way to settle back into love, which is where your source is, which is where your real power is. So after my meditation time, I took my moment to journal you know what came up in that space but also I turned my attention and did a Q&A with God <laughs> and so I want to share that with you and part of me is like oh my god I haven't read what this all says what if it's really I don't even know but um I said but God what is my message what is my message in my work and God said love he said you bring them to truth to self to all that is to the really real and they come to God or they come to source, they come to love. So then I was compelled to write this part, which I'll share to you. I put, when people come to me for one on one opening to spirit or learn to channel sessions, and I sit opposite them, I sit opposite them for a reason. It's heart to heart, and I use my body as an amplifier a conduit for change i in that i am altering their energetic frequency so that they can attain higher states of awareness i get them in touch with their true self and their true capabilities nothing more than that i just lead them through they have to walk through the door and be willing for change be willing for a higher life frequency and all that that means what do i do in those moments of connection through intention and will, directing my energy, I reach up for the heavens to the highest frequencies through source energy, and I project my energy fields into theirs. And like the sun, it can warm our, that, and like the sun that can warm our bodies and our skin, the radiant light of God pours through me to them. And because they are that too, they match my frequency. Then I take the person before me through the experience mentally and emotionally and spiritually in visualization efforts so that they can have soul awareness to their experience because all doors are open to them. They can attain various frequencies because they have free will. I let them choose. I have seen giant angels around people who only want to see and visit with their loved ones. I've felt God in the room when people only want to meet their guides. God assures me all of these are important steps not to be taken lightly. We experience what we are ready for. Our soul guides us. To amplify or quicken the experience, remove all barriers, knowing what you want and getting it are two very different things. Sometimes it only takes hope Other times, drastic measures are necessary. You have to pick through your soul experiences to find out your blocks and belief patterns to have gotten you where you are. Some souls like to know they love solving a riddle. Others need to get used to the energy and get used to the connection at that frequency, at that state of intimacy, at that state of being. They need to feel their way along, appreciating, believing, sustaining the energy patterns that are occurring. And like getting used to a good and new friend, they have to get used to us, spirit, at that place, at a pace that is right for them. For these souls, for these people, it is best permittable, profitable, suggested that they remain at this stage for a while, working with this specific frequency before moving on to gods, to angels to God, to source and all that is. People get amped up as they go along and move up and out to the higher frequencies. Source energy is vast and I can play, Constance, I can, Constance can play at various frequencies of disposal. I can be small or I can be large, depending upon what you need in the moment of interaction. Oh no, that's God saying that. God says source energy is vast and I as source energy can play vast at various frequencies at disposal. I can be small or large depending upon what they need in the moment of interaction. I can be a whisper in your mind or a blinding light before you. Whatever you've called me to be, whatever resonates. Holy moly. And I said to God, I know this, you give me glimpses and little tasks before I go on board enough to do the greater works. You know, sometimes God, your miracles can make me run and hide, but instead I know I need to be brave and I need to be all in. That's fascinating. I think that's fascinating. So in that I invite you to abandon yourself to the power of love, to source power, to infinite vastness of your being. I invite you into your heart center. Emotional reactions hit your heart first, and they can inform you on how you may want or need to proceed. Being in touch with your emotions will be one of your greatest assets in life, honoring them even more so, and letting them guide you profound. I encourage you to do whatever brings you joy. Choose joy. Your deepest knowing will guide you to this. You deserve your own attention to matters of the heart. With this, realize that there might be joy in the action of the event itself, or the joy may come as the reward after the task or after your effort is put forth. So in taking the spiritual to the practical <laughs> I go to spirit and I go yeah but what about those times when what I'm up to or what I have to do is not so joyful like chores that just have to be done cuz they're a part of life and then spirit comes back laughing at me and says then make them joyful make them fun you it's an attitude adjustment of flipping it and you know bringing in the help or bringing in the mentality or maybe double timing uh, those chores with other things so that you can feel good about what it is that you're being called to do. And also when we choose joy, it is also, you know, the heart chakra is about love gift, given and loved received. So it is about doing good to others as well. You know, it is about, um, you know, that hole in giving you receive. It is true. When you do for others, it really touches your soul and blossoms your heart. And so noticing those times when you're in opportunity to, um, you know, open up your heart and help and move the energy and be cognizant and conscious of the energy of your heartfelt connections. This too is incredibly important in life. your homework this week is to close your eyes and sit in meditation and just permeate love just go into your heart and just think of really love thought energy love moments um maybe love memories of really anchoring in that feeling of love and filling then your whole body with that healing love light and calling love from the heavens and reaching up and immersing yourself in it and washing yourself in it and then sending it out your heart chakra as a beam of beautiful light you can make the color any color you want doesn't have to be green or pink it could be whatever and send it out to everyone and everything and the planet that's your homework i'm not going to lead you in a guided meditation visualization i think that you're um great at doing this on your own, and I'm really confident for you and I already feel the love. So thank you. You've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.